Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia, and I am so glad you're here. I am a 20-something in my early 20s, and I was going through my fair share of shit show moments, and I'm sure there's more shit show moments to come. So much fun. But it's while I was going through these moments, I was realizing I'm probably not the only 20-something who feels this way. So I decided to start this podcast back in 2020, and it's been incredible. And I love interviewing these inspiring people. And I hope that through these stories, you're able to see yourself in these stories. And it would mean the absolute world to me if you would share it with a friend as well as leave me a review on iTunes. It makes a huge difference. I put so much time and energy into this podcast and it would mean the world to me. So without further ado, let's get started. Today's guest is Megan. I love chatting with her. Megan is a 26-year-old two-time TEDx speaker, fitness lover, four-time best-selling author, mental health speaker, writer for AfterBuzz TV, and contributor for Medium. While she was growing up, she struggled with anxiety and body image issues, and she vividly remembers feeling so anxious and feeling not pretty enough. Despite having her challenges, she has always loved being on stage, helping others, and being goofy. She's so glad that God gave her these obstacles because it inspired her to embark on this path of using her positivity for good. And she is a speaker for female empowerment and so much more. We go into so many incredible things in this interview from healing from a breakup, really being intentional about the relationship you want to call in, what to do if your friend's in a toxic relationship and you want to have a conversation with her about it, withdraws, and so much more. So excited for you guys to hear this episode. Let's get started. So thank you so much, Megan, for joining me today. Really looking forward to getting to know you. So love to start. Tell me about your 20s so far. Feel oh my gosh. Include <laughs> any shit show moments that resonate with. Let's start there. Okay, so Sophia, first and foremost, I am so excited and honored to be on your podcast. I am such a fan. And as a 26 year old female, you know, I have been through the ringer when it comes to dating and friendships and navigating, you know, being a businesswoman and being confident and driven, but also, you know, trying to find Mr. Right and trying to find those friends that are going to be with me for the long haul. So I really think like, for me, I remember when I was 20, 21 living in LA, I just would go on dates and stuff. And LA is a great city, but I would go on dates and I just felt like I could never, it felt like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I would go on a date with this guy who had some qualities that I really liked tall, muscular, you know, like has great convert, like they're very good to speak with, like very fun to chat with. But then, you know, you find out like, oh, they're not looking for anything serious. And then I'd get kind of sad and disheartened. So I would go on to the next. And this guy would have other qualities, like has a great family family support system. He is super healthy into fitness like me. So it was this total back and forth. And I remember just feeling, you know, like this weird sort of like pull because I think in society, we're sort of like conditioned to believe, oh my gosh, you know, in your 20s, get it out of your system. Like you have to go like basically just all out party, get it out. Cause like once you hit 29 or 30, it's like people just make it seem like, oh, you're going to poof overnight, become a grandparent. But it's like, that's not true. I've realized you know, as I get older, life continues on, you know, age is just a number, it really has no meaning, it has the meaning that you give it, you know, we give power to things. So we give power to numbers and ages. But like, at 26, I have never been more like confident and secure in myself. And I've done so much inner work therapy, getting to know myself, I've just really grown and matured. And I think that came with from 21 till now, that's five years. So it was five years of mistakes and heartbreaks and having just crazy life moments. And so I would say some of the craziest experiences, like I remember when I was living in LA, I was dating this guy who I, you know, thought the world of, he was so handsome, like an actor, they all are actors, a multifaceted man. And so we're like talking and getting to know each other. And it's like fifth date. And I like am trying so hard to hold off like getting intimate because I'm like, I want to make sure he's really in it for the right reasons and not just like, wanting to hook up. So I made him wait till the fifth date. And then I we just 
had that moment. We got intimate and then boom, it's like they literally just start ghosting. And it was so sad. I was so heartbroken because he had told his parents about me. Like I met his siblings. Like I FaceTimed his mom. Like we were totally going towards relationship status. And I was so excited because for me, like a little bit about my dating life, I have never really had a healthy, long-term committed relationship. It's always been very like just dabbling. Like you know, this guy I'll talk to for four weeks and then it kind of just goes nowhere or they don't want to commit. They're not looking for anything serious. So it's like, I think it's like okay to go through that for a certain amount of times, but it's just, you reach a point when you're like, this is just sad. I don't know. Like I understand, you know, I'm going to enjoy being single and I'm by nature a really optimistic person. So of course, you know, I have a great family, very supportive. Like my mom is like my biggest cheerleader, but then it's like, yeah, I can't help but have moments where I I love my life and I love being single and I'm enjoying it because I know one day I'll look back and be like, oh, what I would do to like have a Sunday where I could sleep in and not have a family or kids or spouse freedom that comes with it. But then I find myself there are times I'm like just sad, you know, because it's like I want to share my life with someone. That's how I've always been. Like I, I don't know if you're into horoscopes, but I'm a Scorpio. I, my rising a Scorpio, my moon is Gemini, but my birthday is November 10th. So I feel like I've got, I've gotten really fascinated by learning about myself through that. That. Like I'm a water sign. So I'm really, really, really emotional. Like, I mean, I may not show it like I may seem tough or confident, which I am. But on the inside, I am a total hopeless romantic, like I feel deep. And like, when I invest in a guy emotionally, I go like all in like, in, you know, imagining like a pool, I don't put my baby toe in the shallow end, like I do a full swan dive into the deep end. <laughs> like, I just that's how I do I love hard and I just wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm a very that's who I am by nature. And so yeah, I feel like that can serve its purpose. But then it can sometimes kind of bite me in my ass because I feel like we live in just a crazy world with social media, just a lot of crazy things happen every day. And it's just since the pandemic, it's just a crazy world, very unpredictable and weird stuff happens all the time. But I feel like being the open bubbly human that I am it's amazing, but it also can be kind of challenging. Yeah, because not everyone thinks like you or I and not everyone had the same positive upbringing. So, you know, unfortunately, like, I feel like my positive energy sometimes attracts guys that are like kind of like broken in a way like you know they have like unhealed just like stuff like their childhood was hard and I feel like it's just like you're a bright light and you can attract great people but also people that like are attracted to the warmth you know they see you as this bright light and they're like oh my god this girl's so giving her energy so loving she's so like just bright and stuff so I really learned through therapy and just being aware of like okay setting boundaries I don't date to fix or like my mom has the best quote she says Megan when you're looking for a house like imagine it this way would you rather have like a fixer-upper like when you're dating you know don't go for the fixer upper where you're like oh you know once he stops smoking weed then we'll be happy or oh if you like I just used to do that I used to focus on their potential rather than what was right in front of me and that just it's not good it's not healthy because you're not accepting them for who they are right now and you're hoping that oh you know this ring this marriage like my affection will change them but it's not true because I realized I cannot change other people I have no control over other people especially like a grown man you know unless he wants to change himself. So I've come up with like a list, which I think is really helpful for anyone watching or listening. I got it from the millionaire matchmaker, Patty Stanger. I love her. I She's a total badass. Like I think she is so smart. She has such a strong intuition and she talks about using your intuition when you're dating. So she has something that she talks about called your five non-negotiables. So if you think about it in business, like you're not going to negotiate, right? Like what you know, is best for your company or your morals or values or what your gut feeling is. So same with dating. I think it's good for people who are single to use this time in your life, this single season to really get specific, write down a list of five things that are like deal breaker, like you would never under any circumstances, like, like the things that you have to have in someone. I did it the opposite way, but the five non-negotiable. So 
The guy has to have a big family, like whatever is really important for you. But don't say stuff like, oh my God, you know, like a guy who has like blue eyes. Okay, that's great. That's amazing. But like a million guys have blue eyes. Like get a little more specific. Like what really, really, really is going to make a great partner for you? Like just getting, sitting with yourself and actually taking inventory of what really matters to you, I think is really important. But yeah, like I just think, you know, dating is such a weird weird catch 22 because it's like on one hand like I know what I want and I know I'm an old soul even for 26 I've always been very mature very like confident in what I believe but then it's like I feel that way and then I go on these dating apps and I'm like so thrown off and there's so many like crazy you can get all types of people and like I live in Miami Beach Florida so it's a lot of guys melting pot guys from all over different cities and then there's also like men that are like Latin and Cuban and they're from Miami and it's just the cultural difference like I grew up in a really I call my hometown like a Gilmore girls town you know super like white picket fence like a bubble like it was not like Miami at all so for me being here it's a lot different but yeah I feel like it's just I've realized over the past five years of all the guys that I've dated and all the mistakes that maybe I made or they made number one I really do find a lot of peace and knowing that I believe things do happen for a reason I really do believe that relationships the ones that don't work out it's like you always have a choice could either let it make you bitter and resentful and like say like oh all men are you know pigs and I can't trust men or you can kind of like pause reframe it and say to yourself yeah but what did I learn like how can I do better I always tell myself that like how can I do better and now that I know maybe what I don't want or now I know what kind of guy like would be a better fit for me because it's that's just all it, life is a game like that's just all it's about and so I try yeah like I remember so I lived in LA like I'm from California the Bay Area and I lived in LA and then I did LA to Nashville Nashville to Miami and when I was in Nashville too I dated a guy who like major heartbreak like I had my heart broken and I was so into him but he was a lot younger than me and it was just similar situation where I got so down on myself but I allowed myself to feel the feelings but I felt so yeah just like disheartened for a little bit but then I kind of dusted myself off and I'm like let's try again so Mm. Wow. And I want to go back to when you got intimate with a guy and then he left. And yes. then like, cause that's hard. That's really, really hard yeah. to go through. Yeah. And I know people who have been through a similar thing. And I was wondering like, if you could go back to yourself in that moment, what would you want to tell yourself in that moment? Like what'd you do to kind of release oh. like that control that had over you and be able to heal oh, from that? Geez. I mean, <laughs> I would say, girl, you need a bottle of tequila and you need like some vegan gluten-free sugar-free chocolate right fucking now because I seriously, like, I don't know how I got through it because like I was saying, you know, I'm a Scorpio water sign. Like I feel things so deeply and I tend to take things really personally. And like, that's something I'm working on right now is not letting other people in situations have so much power, like over my mood and how I go about my life and everything. So, but no, like that situation, I was like down for maybe like, because the guy and I, it was very quick. It was like seven weeks, like pretty, pretty quick fling. But I was like, oh, this guy is the real deal because he's not pressuring me to hook up. He's like introducing me to his friends. I FaceTimed his mom. She knew, she knows about me. So I'm like, oh, you know, I've never had this before. Like I was 21 and I've never had a serious relationship. So I'm like, oh, this is, I got so excited because I think it was like, I was like, oh, we're making the steps tore up towards romance and dating but I would say like to that girl when I was just crying on the bathroom floor like I could not get myself together and I truly thought he was like the one I was like I can't live without this guy I'm gonna die I would say to her give yourself some grace and know that this awful like pit in your stomach feeling of your world is over it will pass you know that's something that I never understood about after breakups like that it's a form of grief just like when you lose a loved one you're grieving the loss of a person you're grieving the loss of a relationship it's grief is a really heavy it's a roller coaster it comes in waves and sometimes a year will go by and you're like oh I'm <laughs> life is amazing you know I'm so over that guy and then all of a sudden go to the Whole Foods and you like your your song with that guy comes on the grocery store and you're like ah! 
and you thought you were over him and you just start like crying behind your sunglasses and you're like get me out of here so I think it's like just know that that you know the most intense rocky part right after a breakup it will end it will you will not be in that place forever I would also say yeah give yourself grace and it's something that no one wants to hear but give yourself empathy and have like compassion for what you just went through and don't close yourself off from love I think it's just you have to be careful because I really do believe in law of attraction so I think you have to be careful when like you have a relationship right and at one point you really like were head over heels in love and you felt those joyous moments of like cuddling on the couch and whatever the amazing moments and you're like click you know mental screenshot like you never wanted it to end those are beautiful moments that like it may sound cheesy but it really allows like your heart to expand because that's at the core of it we as humans all want to experience unconditional love all come from a place I'm really spiritual I believe we all come from a place of unconditional love maybe you call it heaven the other side like there there's no negativity there's no ego and ego is all like f you you did this to me holding resentments like I'm never gonna let this go like I hate you you know you did me wrong that's all ego but like your higher self like this place that we're all from and we're all gonna go when we, when we all die one day not to be morbid but we're all gonna go back there it's like it's a place of pure unconditional love and so I really like I tried to do this like just maybe seven months ago being in Miami <laughs> I went through another breakup um <laughs> I'm like oh but yeah so I went through another breakup and it was pretty I think it was the hardest breakup I've ever had just because the way it happened there was like no closure I think that's always the worst the the circumstances were very like what's the actual you know why are we breaking up but it's like I try to really yeah I try to have compassion because once again in that relationship you had moments when you were at total bliss and you were like this is like the euphoria on earth right so even though it's broken up I mean even though it's ended and you're broken up and that guy and you're like angry and you want to be like f him I hope he you know whatever never finds love you have to remember that like you did share something beautiful and special and that is gonna stay with you forever like I as I don't know I just think it's helpful to kind of like focus on the good times that you had with each other and like it definitely takes time to get to a place where gone through the anger and the hate and the sad and the kind of the seven stages of grief and stuff But then you'll get to a place like you will where you're just kind of at peace and like you've emotionally moved on. You're not so attached to it and you kind of just wish them well. They're not really occupying your mind all the time. So that is one thing I would say is to my younger self when I was like just so like throwing fits over guys and just heartbroken, just stick to like your tips and your tricks because that's what I'm really good at with mental health, the work that I do for my job. You know, I give people advice about mental health about reframing things and how to be more positive and just how to live life and basically take care of yourself. So I have to practice what I preach. Like I can give advice, but then at the end of the day, I'm going to need to go, you know, exercise and do breath work and, you know, meditate essential oils because that's so helpful for like your physical, but also your mental. Mm. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you have anything specifically that you do when you're experiencing like those withdrawals of a breakup, like you feel the withdrawals, like you feel like, I miss him. Like, what do you do then? Oh gosh. Okay. So (laughs) this is crazy. You say this. So I actually, besides motivational speaking and writing books and blogging, which is what I do, like influencer, motivational speaker, I wear many hats. I just recently published my first single, my first song. It's called Magnetic. And it's about the guy that I dated. I won't say where, but it's about a guy that I dated. And so it's crazy because that song is about being with someone. And it's like, you feel like it's a gravitational pull. You feel like you cannot live without them. You feel magnetic. They're your other half. You feel like just your twin flame, like your soulmate. It's just, there's such a intense draw between the two of you like a connection and passion but then the song you know it's like you realize they're actually not really good for you it's that off it's that feeling when you kind of like poke your head out of the water and you're like wait there are many great things about this guy and what I experienced with him but they like don't bring out the best of you it's kind of like that toxic like passionate relationships that we've all been in but so yeah so magnetic is like basically about that and how I decided to end that and say no to that and choose myself again by 
letting go of that guy. But so the withdrawal stuff, that is so real. Like just the other day, I was missing like the guy that I first was dating in Miami. And that was hard. Like the urge, I mean, I don't have his number anymore. But the urge to like text him and somehow like go over DM him was so powerful. Like I was like, literally, but you know, in those moments, I acknowledge it. And that's one thing that I kind of really like about myself is I never push down my feelings. I always even if it's really uncomfortable, and I don't want to feel it, I allow myself to feel it. I just let it come up because I feel like repressed emotions just get stored in your body and it creates more issues. And so I allow myself to feel it, but then I'll like be productive. I'm like, okay, I really want to get attention from a guy. I'll say it out loud. I feel really lonely. I want to cuddle with a guy. I want attention. I want to feel love, whatever it is, say it out loud. So you can kind of like dissect it, be your own therapist for a second and be like, okay, so I yeah, I'm like feeling lonely. I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling homesick, whatever it is could be a deeper issue or not. And then it's like, go do something productive, go exercise, go call up a friend, go get your nails done, like go to the grocery store, just go do something don't sit around because then you're just gonna get more anxious and be like, I have to text him. But you don't like it's just we all have those moments of weakness when and like, (laughs) you know, girl to girl, we all have those moments certain time of the month, you know, our libido is stronger than others, whatever it is okay like we've all been there but it's like you have to just know that it's okay everyone has those moments but just don't act on it that's the thing I've realized as I because our brains like scientifically uh fun fact our brains do not fully develop for women until we are 25 like the frontal lobe the inner cortex the uh magdala like all of these parts of our brain they do not fully develop until we're 25 for guys it's a little bit they're slower which is a fact so <laughs> for women you know it's like understanding that like emotions i feel like as i've gotten older now i'm 26 so my brain is fully developed emotions can be a really powerful thing and it's really really easy to get in places where maybe you're drunk or you're just hungry or tired or yeah home sick or any something like that and you know you're feeling like emotionally like you just need something like stimulation or something to cling to like a life preserver so I think it's important to realize emotions come and go don't react emotionally even when someone could message me on Instagram like tomorrow and say hey Megan you're ugly and of course my emotions I'm like you know, like, I'm like, how dare I get so like quick to and I want to just like, you know, yell and get defensive. But that's emotional. So you have to realize sometimes number one, it's not even worth it or necessary for you to fully go into that because it's you're like, it gives so much energy. It's really taking up so much of your time and your day and energy. So it's not worth it, especially to someone online. But number two, it's like when we have those moments with a guy and all of a sudden you're feeling very emotional and like very just you need attention you're feeling like you just yeah whatever it is I'm not judging whatever it is but like you know we all have those moments but it's okay because it will probably pass I think that's the thing that people need to realize is those emotions they are strong but it will pass like you have a lot more control than you probably think that you do and it's like you know you don't need to like like for me it's like I in those moments too another helpful tip is thinking about how far you've come don't you You've gone seven months of not texting him, not falling back into a pattern. And this is for a guy that's toxic. I know that there are a lot of men out there. There are a lot of great guys who really respect women and who really like have a big, big heart and they really care about people. That's amazing. I (laughs) have personally dated just to be real, I've dated a lot of guys that are like very toxic, very narcissistic, very manipulative. And that's just something I'm honest about because I'm like, you know what, at the end of the day, it can help someone else. I have a good following on Instagram. So I'm just going to be open. I'm doing a lot of healing myself. And I'm learning where these tendencies come from. Like, does it come from childhood trauma, kind of getting to the root of it. So then I find a guy and go for guys that are emotionally available. And they actually want a girlfriend 
girlfriend and they're just confident in who they are. Cause I think there are a lot of guys that just see a woman that's like really confident and knows her worth and has a lot of stuff going on for her. And they like, it makes them start questioning their manhood and then they can project onto her cause they're feeling insecure, but it's this whole weird back and forth thing. So I just think that like, I don't know, it's just powerful. Yeah. To understand like why you do what you do and emotions will pass. They won't last forever. But yeah, I really do think that like for me, like growing up, I really did love going after like the bad boy. Like I really, really liked it. I, I loved if I break it down kind of like why, I mean, cause that's like a thing, you know, a lot of women, not a lot, but some women tend to be attracted to like broken men and they want to fix and save. It's like a project that they can focus on and it's not real love. So you always end up passive aggressive and resentful and like angsty. But basically when I was younger, I really did love going for these bad boys that never really cared about me. They never really respected me. I like, I loved the thrill of it. Like for some reason I felt like so wanted and desired and all these things. And I thought that that is what real love is, the passion, the excitement. But then as I got older from 16 now to 26, I realized that that is like the farthest thing from true love. It's like when you go through certain life moments, you know, when you realize how strong you are in sickness and health, just the craziness of life the ups and the downs, you know, you really realize number one, how strong humans really are. We're very resilient creatures. And so I'm like, you know what, I have a lot of respect for myself. You know, I actually am now at a place where I really do love who I see in the mirror. It's taken a long time, body image stuff, self love stuff. I used to never feel confident. I used to not like the way that I looked. It's like, it's taken work. So I'm like, you know what, I put in like 12 years of therapy and doing all this work for myself. Like I've showed up for myself that many times over and over and over again. So I'm like, why would I go after or be interested in a man that is not that committed as I am to myself? Like sometimes I'll put it that way. And it's a great perspective flip of like, it's not worth it to pursue people, friendships, guys that are like just in it for the sex. They're in it for whatever the, like the attention or like your fame. I mean, I don't know, you know, they're in it for some weird reason. It's not worth it because there are people out there that really do care about you and they actually really care about your feelings and they want to see you succeed and flourish and they're going to be really empathetic and they're going to think to themselves, like I've always said this and I'll say it out loud because I love manifesting, but I've always said this, I really want to find a guy, I want to manifest a guy into my life that before he does anything, before he texts me or, you know, has a golf <laughs> golfing trip, I don't know, like, you know, whatever, I want him to pause and think, how would this make me? Megan feel. That's the kind of guy I'm looking for. Someone who has a big, big, big heart and someone who like really has a lot of compassion and is very secure in their emotions. And like, they just, they really respect women. Yeah. I think like it really comes from, I don't know. I think you can tell a lot about a guy, just how they treat women and do they come from a family with sisters and like, do they have a good relationship with their mom? Like it's just everything it tells. It's an indicator for everything. Like, I don't know. So, but yeah, I, you know, it's a very, very cool topic. And I am just, I don't know. I really, yeah, I like being helpful to people because I know that dating can be really frustrating and it can be very difficult. And like, it's not easy all the time to like, just go out there into this crazy world and have a confident face. And then on the inside, you're like, oh gosh, you know, the first date, it feels like an interview and you're like, hi, like Karen, like, so where are you from? How many siblings do you have? <laughs> like, it's so exhausting. And so I think it's important to like, just, I don't know, take things, like keep your expectations minimal just for your mental well-being so you don't get so that's something yeah I used to do I used to get so excited so early on and then I would just get really crushed so I'm working on keeping my expectations like very low for my well-being but then I think it's like yeah go into dating with a, a grain of salt or something like take it yeah so yeah yeah I love that yeah. and dating is so hard it's so hard it's so complicated so hard. we're all trying to figure it out but <laughs> I'm wondering because I'm, I'm really curious from like this perspective of like yeah when you're in a toxic relationship usually you can't see it like usually you're too close oh. to it to realize like how bad yeah. it is and then like from like the friend's point of view like the friends could see it clear as day like they always yes. call yeah on your shit yeah so like what would your tips be in terms of like 
I feel like if your friend pushes you too hard, you're not going to listen. Like, what no, would you do as no. like as a friend of someone who's in a toxic relationship? Okay, so this is a great question because actually I was just in California and my girlfriends and I were at dinner and like <laughs> we had a wonderful conversation about this very topic. So it's crazy because number one, I have been there. I've been the girl that is dating that toxic guy. And I've had moments where like my friends will full on have interventions with me and they're like, Megan, <laughs> they're like you know want to go get ice cream and I'm like sure and they're like Megan we love you and I'm like oh no and they're like but we don't know what you see in this guy and we just see how you've changed and he's bringing out literally the worst quality like he's making you into some and like it's just not good and that's what I think the wrong person big you know uh, difference between the right person and the wrong person I feel like the right person will always bring out the best qualities they'll make you like the best version of yourself and they'll make you want to introduce them to your family and want to see your family more and meet more people that's what the right person will do the wrong person will like kind of trap you and make you like isolated and all of a sudden you stop talking to your friends and you kind of stop doing things that make you happy or like working out hobbies whatever and then you know all of a sudden they just make you anxious they make you feel like you're babysitting and you have to like watch this guy and you can never trust where he goes it's exhausting and like he makes you just the worst version of yourself it's someone that you're not and you're like what and then all of a sudden you have a moment where you look in the mirror and you're like what am I doing you're like who is this for like you just lose yourself this isn't for me and I just this is not what love is love is like respect and it's deep like you care deeply for your partner that's not what love is that's like teenager horny sex hookups (laughs) passionate stuff whatever so but yeah okay I so I think like let's say for example we have a friend who's in a toxic relationship and we're like oh my god how can we get her out of this okay I think number one based on my own experience because I have been in the toxic relationship but I've also been the friend that is seeing stuff that they're too blinded because I I will say when you are in a relationship I mean number one the honeymoon phase is so intense like your connection it's filled with sex and the hormones and the if I'm pronouncing it right the oxytocin or the the chemical that's released when you are like cuddling with someone like serotonin and stuff that is so high and basically to put it into perspective like when a mother gives birth in that first moment when she's holding the baby on her chest that's when like oxy toast oxy I hate saying that oxy whatever is released you know that's an intense connection when the mom is holding her baby for the first time and then same thing when you're like having sex with someone and you're kissing them and hugging and cuddling that same chemical is being released in your brain so you know women have that chemical release a thousand times stronger men have it like two percent it's a scientific thing it's real but I think when you are in that toxic place you're so blinded by the the sex and the passion and like you're focusing on like the good parts even if it's like one and so have the rose colored glasses on you you're like oh but he he really was nice to me three months ago and your friends are like yeah sure tell us you know blink once if you're like being like it's just like what the heck like you're holding on to breadcrumbs basically but yeah I think it's like number one if you have a friend that is in a toxic relationship and of course like as her friend you care deeply about her want to see her happy and you can know when she's being weird and there's a weird guy because all of a sudden her personality changes right she's all of a sudden like skipping class getting bad grades or not being as healthy and happy and she's being rude to her parents like you can notice the signs when you're with a toxic person you just act out because you know that they're mistreating you and then the closest people around you care about you but you're so angry yourself that you're like I hate you and blah 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 so number one I think that they have to go through it themselves I know that that's maybe like not what people want to hear but unfortunately I mean I remember when I was with certain guys someone could like pull my hair for an hour and I would still not leave him like there was nothing anyone could do that would make me leave him I was so dead in my like set in my ways of like this guy is the love of my life I had convinced myself because I thought that's what love was so I really feel like I mean there is a difference you know if they're being physically abused then please get help like I'm I've never had that thankfully but if there is physical abuse going on or people are being raped or a a life is on the line go get help like call you go contact the right people but you know if they're just in a toxic relationship 
relationship where it's just manipulative and just you know, gaslighting and love bombing and fawning and just classic toxic relationship. I think it's just important. Yeah, you like they're an adult and they have to kind of process it on their own. Number two, I think coming at it from a loving space. So maybe you can go say like, oh, like, well, yeah, let's get our nails done. Let's go shopping. Let's go do something. And then if you feel like confronting your friend, just make it about you. I feel like that's the most helpful confrontation tip is saying I statements because no one responds well to attacking like, you know, you need to leave. No one's going to respond well because that causes more anger and they're going to get more escalated and start screaming and that's going to go nowhere. And she'll probably stop talking to you and just kind of isolate herself even more, which is what you don't want. I would say number one, be super calm. Don't raise your voice and just say like, I have noticed that I miss hanging out with you. Like, are you okay? Like make it very compassionate. That's really the only way that people are going to respond. I mean, to be honest, like regardless of anything, any factor, people only respond really to love best. So come at it that way. And then if they deny it, or if they kind of start opening up a little bit, oh, well, I'm with, you know, so-and-so and he yelled at me last night or the relationship's not going well, hold the space for your friend. I think that's really key, but just, yeah, come from a place of unconditional love and really just let your friend know that you are there for her, but that you care about her and that you really want to see her with a guy that like lets her shine her light even brighter because it's not about dimming yourself. That's the wrong person. You want to be with someone who lets you be you and doesn't try to take it away or dim you or make you feel like you're doing too much or you have to, oh gosh, no one likes someone like that. And there are, yeah, like I said, women too, but there are a lot of men out there that have not matured yet emotionally and they're very, you know, insecure. And like when I was, you know, when I first moved to Miami, like I had gone on multiple dates with multiple guys and I noticed like clockwork after every single first date when they would be like, oh, so what do you do for work? I would tell them what I do. And they're like, oh, like a lot of them didn't know how to react because like I am a driven woman. I have accomplished a lot and I'm proud of it. And I'm very humble too. You know, I realized there is a difference between confident versus like cocky and you're a douchebag and you're a bitch to people. Like I'm really confident. Yeah. But I'm super down to earth and I'm very humble and I'm very self-aware of like how I treat other people. You know, I have a lot of empathy. So I think it's important for, yeah, just me and other women that are listening. Like if you're a powerful woman and you have a lot going for you and you're very just driven, hardworking, never allow a guy to try to squash your confidence because that is the wrong person too. I mean, I feel like all that I've said, it feels like we have to jump through four million hoops just to find a great guy. But you know, I mean, it's just kind of a fact, like you should be picky when you are dating. And I think it's important to like date with purpose, you know, like to each their own. If you just, if your style is just going around, like, you know, to different bars and hooking up, great. You do that more of that. But like, I personally am a type of person where I'm either single or in a relationship. I'm very black and white. I, that's just how I am. I'm very like create solutions. What's the issue? Let's solve it. This is who I am. Bada bing, bada boom. Like there's no phony baloney, like wishy-washy. So I can smell that out very quickly. Like with a guy who's like, pretending that they're in it for commitment and then halfway through they're like ha after we have sex they're like bye I'm like oh ha, ha. no 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 like you're not getting off the hook but yeah I think it's just really important to just trust your gut feeling like trust your intuition it's never wrong and when it rears up that feeling that something is just off and you can't place it and it's like indescribable then something is off because that feeling doesn't pop up when something is going right it always pops up because it's trying to warn you from potential hurt, potential danger, like just it only trying to make your life easier. And like, I just wrote a blog recently about the relationship with my intuition and how when I was younger, when I would date the bad boys and kind of rebelled a little bit, I got really mad at my intuition. I would get really angry because I felt like this voice was like parent being like, turn the music down. And I'm like, no, I will go out and go date that guy that has so many issues and drinks way 
way too much. I was like, no. And so it burned, it bit me in the ass. You know, like I did not listen to my intuition. I shut it down really quickly. And then two months later, my intuition was correct because that guy cheated on me and I got so hurt. And I wish I had listened way before two months of getting more attached and more invested. Every single time, I always wish I had listened to my intuition more. So I wrote this blog like two days ago. Yeah, that details how as I've gotten older, I've learned that that voice is just trying to make your life easier. It's only us and our egos that make it more difficult because we are like, no, but there is no issue. And I'm 26. And I'm, I need to have kids and my, you know, my grandma's gonna, I need to like my biological clock. And that's our ego. That's like, Oh, no, but I have to have you know, all my friends are settling down and they have houses and like, I'm gonna be the last one. Don't rush into things like I just feel like you can't get it wrong when you trust your intuition. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long story short, but yeah. Yeah, I love it. And I'm wondering, like, for your intuition, I'm wondering if there's another way. Okay, so because I feel like yeah. we learn for our intuition by doing the wrong thing. And then like being like, Oh, shit, I yeah. wish I didn't do that. No, do you think there's another really way to learn? Or is that the only way to really learn with our intuition? Uh, that's a great question. I, I think, okay, so I think that is there, there are multiple ways to learn. Number one, what is your intuition? But number two, what does it feel like in your body? Where do you feel it when it comes up? So I would say like, number one, trial and error is a great example. Like, of course, when we're teenagers, a lot of us went through that stage where we just wanted to rebel. We wanted to be cool. We were going through a lot of hormonal shifts and we're very angsty, like by parents, <laughs> you don't own me. Like I'm too cool. Get out. And you just want to be cool. You want to be independent. You want to like, you think like you're invincible. Basically, you think you're on top of the world. You think you're indestructible. And so I think it's important trial and error is totally you know it's okay because I think when our intuition that gut feeling pops up and then we shut it down and then we it's like basically you put your finger through a candle flame and you're like ow you know that hurts but then you keep on doing it and then all of a sudden you're like eh you know I'm kind of sick of burning my finger like right you know I'm sick of dating these bad guys that I get this gut feeling about but then I never listen and then I keep on getting hurt again and again so it's like you get yourself in a cycle but you're like how can I get out of the cycle? Because eventually you're going to want something different. You're not going to want to stay in that cycle. So I really feel like it's about you have to break free and you have to realize that we all have an intuition. It doesn't matter how spiritual, how religious, where you were raised, your background. Every single human being on this entire planet has an intuition in their body. It is like a built-in GPS for a car. When you are going to run errands, put it Google Maps, that is your intuition. It's always there. And so I think it's important besides trial and error, you can also learn it, you know, meditation, like being out in nature, practices where you silence the noise, turn off your iPhone, the notifications, and you just sit with yourself going into nature is a great way to just be with yourself. And then spending time, yeah, meditating and listening to podcasts about intuition, educating yourself on how can I get in touch? Well, for me, everyone has their own way too. So whatever works for you is whatever works for you. But I call it contraction. So imagine like you're on an elevator, and you know, when elevators drop, like too quickly, or when you're on an airplane, and you know, when it just drops, like out of nowhere and you're like oh and you get that and you grip the side a freaking like armrest and you get that horrible feeling in your stomach right that dropping to me I call that contraction because it feels like a contraction it feels like just gross it's low right to me that feeling is when something is off and it's not good I I know that feeling because the many like some guys that I've dated that feeling will pop up by date number three or date number four or if I have an idea in my mind and I'm like oh maybe I should go to this grocery like it can be with anything not just dating Oh, I should go to this grocery store. Oh, I should. I want to go travel to see this friend or something. Almost every single time, like clockwork, once I think that thought, it's like I get an automatic response. I get the contraction, the dropping versus expansion, which is like high up in your chest. It's like the feeling of just like joy, right? It feels right. It feels good. There's no 
knots in your stomach. It just feels like, ha, like I can breathe. The weight is off my shoulders. That feels good. Like we're expanded. So expansion, contraction. And so I really base like half of my decisions off of that, to be honest, whether it's business, personal health, finance, like I always trust my gut feeling. And I feel like just I've done so many years of like therapy, meditation, you know, all these self care practices. So I feel like I have a very close relationship with my intuition, like my gut feeling that voice is like really loud, because I listen to it, I don't shut it down anymore. And I don't ignore it and dismiss it like I used to. So I think it's like, yeah, to each their own, it, whatever works for you to strengthen that voice, but just know that you have one, we all have one. And it can really help just make your life easier. It can help with life choices. It can help with you don't know what to do. You feel like you're at a fork in the road. You do know. We always know. We always have the answer deep down. We really do know what is best for us. And like, there's a quote that I love from, you know, Marianne Williamson, who is one of my favorite activist uh, authors, you know, a return to love. She's fabulous. She's like iconic. So her quote is, in life, people are more afraid of how powerful they are, basically. And so I really think that we sometimes as humans shut down our intuition and we ignore it and we dismiss it because we're actually afraid of how powerful self-sufficient how we actually do know what is best for us and we do know all the time and we don't need to go googling and searching endless blogs and that's great but you know it's like we really do know on the inside every single time what is best for us and when something is really off you will feel it, it it's a very strong feeling so yeah that's I think it's so important to get in touch with your intuition and just know that like I said it is here to make your life better it's just our ego that gets in the way and is like nope intuition bye I do want to date this guy because he loves me and I'm gonna know because in two months three months four months you're gonna get your heart broken and it's gonna be proving right again your intuition is always right so I say trust that inner knowingness and let your ego just be like shush go down (laughs) I love that Silence the ego. <laughs> yeah, silence the ego. Because your ego is like, you know, I'm right. I'm always right. And I, it's all about like anger and being right and being like self-righteous and like, you know, not letting things go and holding grudges. But your higher self is like unconditional love. I want to feel happy. I want to move on. Everyone's on there. It's like way more calm and happy. So. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, what's your favorite thing you've manifested? Ooh, that's a really good question. My favorite thing I've manifested... Oh, gosh, I would say I mean, number one, this apartment in Miami where I am right now, it's like my favorite apartment I've had to date. It's beautiful. And it is I feel like my hard work and positive energy and I'm all about vision boards and everything. It's just like something I am so proud of. And I really feel like just goes to show that, you know, no matter who you are and where you come from, like you really can create your dream life. It's just a matter of believing in the law of attraction and believing that you do deserve it and you are worthy of a great life. And I feel like that's all my favorite role models, you know, they all have one thing in common, and they all believe in the law of attraction and manifestation. And some of them at one point in their life, they were homeless. At some point, they came from a terrible, they had a really rocky childhood, you know, it's not all rainbows and ponies. But I think the one common thing is like, yeah, they just never gave up on themselves. And they kept on, it's like the power of the choose again method, like you get kicked down, you know, life happens, but then you get back up and you choose to believe again and you choose to just know that you just have you know this tool belt of like positive tips you just trust that it's all happening for you you reframe things that's what successful people do and so that's kind of like what I believe in and what's something about manifestation you wish you would have known sooner that you know now oh my gosh something I wish I knew about manifestation that I ooh okay so I would say I wish that I knew when I was younger, I feel like I used to manifest, you know, I would like put this wish out there. And then I would, you know, weeks would go by and I'm like, okay, where is it? (laughs) I would get really impatient. And so I feel like I wish I knew then no matter how long it takes, don't focus on the lack, like don't focus on it's not here, because then you're just going to manifest, you know, like, it's not here, it's not here energy. 
I would say no matter how long it takes, focus on it's already here. Like act as if your dream partner, your dream house, your dream car, it's already here. Like that is how like the best manifestors manifest. It's already here. Like literally tap into that imagination. And what does the car leather smell like? You know, what does it feel like when you are with your dream guy, your dream girl? What does it feel like holding their hand? Do they make you coffee every morning? You know, like play into that feeling. That's where your imagination because a lot of you know motivational speakers talk about this Ed Milet specifically but you know it's like the fact is our brain actually does not know the difference between an imagination thing or reality so you can like imagine you know the love of your life and what you guys would do and your honeymoon and your wedding boom you just put that little thing out into the ethers and then your brain is going to like act as if that's happening right now because it does not know the difference so that's a cool kind of fun fact it's like play into that like your dream life your dream walk-in closet if you had it right now what would you do like get excited jump up and down it's like your sex in the city closet like whatever your hard desires dream big and I always say this too like allow yourself to experience that type of joy on a daily basis because I think that is when life is like you're living that's the point of life is to live in that blissful state and we always have access to that at all times like no matter what happens challenges haters online like whatever it is it's like give yourself that gift of tapping into that like abundance because you can do it anywhere it's like it's for free and it's this beautiful gift that we all have mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Ed Milet I listen to him all the time I love Ed Milet he's my hero I love him his story is so cool yeah wow and I have a final question for you so if you were to go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self what you want to tell yeah. her and if you don't want to tell her anything as well that's an option Ooh, oh I've never been on a podcast and heard someone say that before that's cool uh I would say yeah you know I'm gonna go with I wouldn't tell her anything because even in the craziest of mistakes and mishaps and that's how we become who we're meant to be it's really in those I wouldn't change a thing because I really do feel like things are just always for a reason on purpose there are no mistakes and you know it's like everything leads you yeah to where you're meant to be and who you're meant to be with and where you're so no I wouldn't I wouldn't tell her anything I mean yeah I wouldn't tell her anything I would just hope that you know she keeps on believing in herself and just knows that you know she is powerful and her thoughts and her resiliency is contagious and it's going to impact people and it will get her to where she is today so loved interviewing you today thank you so much Sophia this was so cool like I love chatting with you too and I think this episode I hope it helps a lot of people like I have been through crazy flings with guys relationships like everything in between and so you know like I said I just love helping other people I feel like we all you know that's like our due diligence as humans whatever we've been through it's like how can we help yeah help people who are in that hard place because I know what it's like to be on your bathroom floor crying and you're eating like pints of ice cream and you're like get me I can't do this without this guy so I'm just like girl you've got it this feeling will not last forever and just do whatever you can to take care of yourself your mind and your body and just know that you deserve someone who would travel to the moon and back to see you and so you know never forget that like even though we live in a society where it's like people can you know postmates a CBD cookie in five seconds or you can go hook up with someone on tinder in one hour it's kind of weird crazy but just never forget like what you really deserve and like what true 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 love really really is but yeah i love chatting today though this has been so much fun yeah when you said that you gave me a visual so i was thinking of you in the bathroom floor but i was thinking how cool this would be like when we're on the bathroom floor if we're able to see ourselves six years from then like if we're able to see six years from then version of us while we're in the bathroom floor i just got goosebumps yeah i mean (laughs) it's like it's a powerful thing you know just think about your future self that's another thing I tell myself if I'm ever having a bad day or just stuck in something that I'm like will this number one will it matter in five years no 
Uh, but number two is like, yeah, don't like think about your future self. Think about what she would tell you and how like it gets better and it gets easier. And, you know, it's like, yeah, this too shall pass. That's what I tell myself too. It's not going to last forever. Everything in life is temporary and life in general, it's short, it's precious. So enjoy where you are because it will not be forever. So mm, yeah. Well, where, where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? Yes. So I, my Instagram, uh, I would say that's the best place to connect with me. It's at Megan W Gallagher. Uh, and then my Facebook same thing, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat. My website is meganwgallagher.com. But yeah, I would say my Instagram has all my contact info. Like if you are a school looking for a speaker to talk about mental health, I am a motivational speaker. I speak at colleges and Fortune 500 companies. I also blog. I do TV hosting, like red carpet hosting. And then I do work with brands on social media. I collaborate and we make really cool content. So whatever it is you know I'm your girl but yeah I'm like all over the internet so yeah so basically you do everything (laughs) yes I do I do everything and I do it proudly yeah I love it thank you guys so much for listening I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with I hope you guys have a great rest of your day